Welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Run. Today, I will be your host. I was going to try to do a little, like, um, a little Spanish thing, but I don't know Spanish. That's the, that's the whole dilemma here. <laughs> we're, we're trying to get Steven on, so let's let's not. Who's Steven? Steven Biro, uh, President Unearthed Films. Oh, yeah. So let's be respectful. <laughs> oh, this is a... I love Mexico. Today, I'm your host, Ian. Two E's. L. Ian. The spirit of Ian. Thank you. And here, joining me today, virtually, to my left, we have the miracle man. We have the elastic Mr. Fantastic. Brennan Jesus Ortega Madison. You know, hello. If I was hosting this episode, I probably would have called you the La Llorona of the Ruminations Radio Network. Mm. Just an old lady abducting children. Yeah, because oh, you killed your own. But, but, but a ghost, a ghost nonetheless. A ghost spirit, yeah. How you doing, Ian? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing, doing good. I'm a little, yeah, a little yeah, on the pal world, you know, scene. Um, I played it. 7.4 hours uh the other day not non-stop straight and um i haven't played a video game like that in a long time and it felt good it felt really good 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 how are you i'm good uh still very uh deep in the final girls berlin film festival there was damn thought that was going somewhere else we're three uh, oh <laughs> uh the we're three there, weeks in right Three weeks in. Does it ever to that festival? Uh, or just no, reviewing the, 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 the festival is the seventh to the eleventh of February. Um, I've just been trying to work through the um, all the screeners. Uh, real quick, the one movie that I wanted to shout out from there, from there is called My Animal. It's a uh, distroed by X Y Z, and it's one of the most interesting takes on a werewolf film that i've ever seen it's really well done uh but the stinger is what makes it amazing is it stars stephen mccaddy oh yeah i was completely unaware that he was in this movie and he pops up in the first scene and it's not one of those things where it's like they get a big name for this low budget ish movie and he's in 10 minutes no he's mm -hmm. in he probably shares 80 percent of the screen time nice yeah. Is is he a lycanthrope changer? Uh he's he's the father of a werewolf girl. Oh. Um but the the other thing I want to shout out, uh, Kyle, you know I've been playing this. I've been playing Lost Judgment. I have never played Judgment. Yeah, I okay. Did not, I did not realize so that it I was I did a not realize that you were so when you when I saw you playing that I just assumed it was Judgment for some reason. It didn't click with me that you were playing the sequel. Because I was talking about Judgment the whole time, with the finding the cats and the all that kind of stuff. I never played Lost Judgment or anything. But I was like, yeah, you know, I re-downloaded Judgment, all that kind of stuff. And then I was like looking at it the other night. And I was like, wait, he's playing Lost Judgment. And I was like, did he play Judgment? So you never, you never touched the original. 
Uh, I didn't touch the original. Um, just after went straight I, to the sequel. After I realized it was a sequel, I looked it up, and everyone yeah. was like, "You technically don't need to play Judgment to understand it." Uh, but it's oh, that game is goofy as fuck. Yeah, that game is so goofy. The the entire surrounding of you the detective getting into the school mm. is because the chairman of the school hires you because there's bullying going on in school yeah and i guess that's like a really big deal in japan mm. um like like the, no no I, I mean like japan like they like authorities take that very seriously or at least that's what the game is posing do you think the and boys use martial arts on the kids yeah <laughs> There's a lot of martial arts in it, but the, no, the, this weird thing is it's just you, an adult in this school, like the very first case you have to put spy cameras up in the school and one of the students catches you and she's like, you're a pervert. I'm going to the police and I am the police. He, he could very easily just pull her aside and be like, I'm a detective. I'm hired to be here. I can't tell you why that would have solved everything. Instead, no, you know what he decides he to do in a fight with her? He no, he just he runs away. He just runs away. And it's like it's so it's so goofy, but it is it's a really fun game and I will be platinuming it. Oh. So here we so so since I was confused and I thought you were playing Judgment, I'm going to hold off on playing that one with you because I'm not mm-hmm. going to skip to Lost Judgment. I don't want to play the second without playing the first. However, <laughs> I think if we want to have a Brendan, Kyle, Ian, you're invited as well. Uh, a little, a little, yes, a little playthrough. We should start with Yakuza Zero yes. and go through the whole Yakuza series. It's only like five dollars on Steam, PlayStation, and Xbox right now. So if you like those, it's in the same universe, same world. And yeah, it's uh, a it's a spinoff of of Judgment is a spinoff of Yakuza. Okay, it takes place in the same world, as far as I know. Okay, yeah, so that's what I got going on. Cool. I'm definitely down to play those games because I've always. They, won- look so fun and there's so many of them and it's been going it's a franchise that's been going on for such a long time apparently one of the best storytelling in video games ever and i'm just like it's fan it's fantastic yeah dude people trip over those games and they're on my buck list i want to play them so and that other voice ladies and gents is the 15th doctor himself not the man with the plan (laughs) the slickback cadillac Kyle, with some call me the Latino heartthrob, but we'll hold that one for later. You know what I mean? But uh, I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. This is a very special episode if you think about it, because Mexico Barbara one was that our first episode together, all three of us? I don't think so. I think uh, one of right the video game one was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was one of for sure. And yeah. uh, we've been. Um, Famously quoting, as as people know, our our listeners for a long time, see whatever, which is a uh, core pillar of the ruminations of Red Room uh, lore, you yeah. could say. We're so, going to have stickers, for sure. Yeah, so this is a big deal, and uh, I'm just glad to be here to cover it. I like Spanish horror, too. So. Yeah. I as well. Did you want to uh, give a shout-out to anything you're playing, watching? Um, I'm playing... Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, and it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. It's uh, not as bad as people say. Teach their own. 
Um, but yeah, it's good. It's a lot of fun. And it's a really dope DC story. Um, digging it quite a bit. They use a good, um, th- they use the, like the multiverse storyline in a really cool way. Uh, it's one of the best presentations with cutscenes I've seen, the best mocap and character <laughs> designs I've seen. And some of the boss fights are really cool. Like fighting the flash, um, as he's using the speed force and, the animations that are used and things that they haven't shown in previews are really, really cool. And uh, I don't really get the hate. And I wish I had some friends to play co-op with because I feel like it'd be a great time. But even single player, it's a lot of fun. So The IGN review is terrible. And the IGN reviews for so many things have been terrible lately. Um, but that game especially, like saying that the Flash f- boss fight is too fast. No, dude, the the Flash boss fight is probably the most underwhelming. But even at that, it's it's very epic. It's really cool, mm-hmm. and how you kill the Justice League, it's it, oh. it, it it's pretty fucking epic. Spoilers. It's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, it's not a spoiler. Yeah. It's what the game's about. <laughs> what? But five out of ten is ridiculously too low, in my opinion. I could see it being like a seven. That's probably what most people see it as. I mean, on Steam, Steam is like the Steam is like the Reddit community when like they want to shit on something, they'll be the first in line to do it. And they're all like it's very positive reviews on Steam. It's almost a five out of five on PlayStation. People love it. So I don't know where the correlation is. It's like the vocal minority. They're just shouting from the rooftops to fucking kill this game. I don't know why, but it's very enjoyable. It's fun. Brennan. Do you think that some of the backlash the game is getting could possibly be because uh, a lot of people are just really tired of games that kind of shove live service down your throat and also in conjunction to that mm. it is nowhere near the rocksteady games that that rocksteady kind of made made their name for with with the arkham games and stuff and it it from what i from the videos i've watched of the this the suicide squad game it it looks very different from what i was not that I had zero expectation, but what I would have expected from a Rocksteady Justice League game, mm-hmm. um, it looks very, very different. I think people are tired of live service games. I'm tired of live service games. I think that this game does a good job at not forcing it down your throat because you could pretty much ignore all of the live service aspects okay. and still progress through. Like, there's, <coughs> you can partake in them if you'd like, but. All of the store live service stuff is cosmetics. It's all just changing your... It's like Fortnite in that sense. And then um, the live service element for like loot drops and stuff, it's all something that you don't have to like fully invest in to play through the game and enjoy. So you could ignore it completely and just play it as a single player experience, which is what I'm doing now. Um, as far as uh, Rocksteady's lineage, I am a huge Rocksteady fan. Uh, Arkham Knight, which famously got shit on to death and now everybody loves it um it's my favorite yeah it's my favorite too and everybody hated that game when it came Mm -hmm. out hated it go look it up go look at old tweets and old like people talking about old forms and stuff people shit on that game Uh, but now everybody loves it but it is very different which 
I think the really the only problem with it is the fact that it took nine years to get a Rocksteady game and it's not something they wanted. <laughs> but it's different and I I I can find the enjoyment in trying something new that they've done. And it is the Suicide Squad. So a lot of people's complaints with them using like guns and that being the replay value loot driven mechanic is to collect guns and melee weapons and stuff to kind of destinyfy the game. I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. And like I said, it's fun, but I don't think it's a five. The quality the quality of the game is not a five. I just think it's not what a lot of people wanted. Gotcha. But sorry I mean, for that long winded answer. The entire Suicide Squad uses guns, so I don't see the problem there. But yeah. um, we're not here today to talk about the newest Suicide Squad game or the newest Power World game. You know, I would love to. Uh, we're not here to talk about the uh, Berlin Women's... What, what is it called again? Women's Berlin... Final Girls Berlin Film Festival. Final Girls Berlin Film Festival. We're here to talk about this. We're here to talk about the... Looking up the title. 17. <laughs> 2017 great year film Mexico Barbaro Dos. But before we get into our first thoughts, we're gonna hit you with some. Uh, can I just make a, a, a quick point, real quick? Uh, I hope it's known to everyone that uh, when I do these, I do a lot of research, so I don't want it to sound like I'm trying to sound like an expert in anything uh doing research for this i was very stumped as to what to talk about because there's very very there's actually no information on this movie uh so i did a lot of research into mexican horror cinema uh so so please note that none of this is from my head this is all information i've sourced from online so okay Mexico Barbaro 2 is the 2017 follow-up to the hit Mexican anthology film Mexico Barbaro. Anthology creator Lex Ortega is back with eight new tales of terror from a bevy of Mexican filmmakers. Each short takes its own direction telling stories of Mexican myths, addiction, self-harm, and revenge. Ortega's only direction for the filmmakers was no repeats of stories from the first film. In the film, uh, the short must be about either Mexican stories, myths, or culture. Mexico Barbaro and Mexico Barbaro 2 by proxy have become almost a leading force in Cine de Terra Mexicano, Mexicano, I should say, <laughs> also known as Mexican horror cinema. Mexican cinema popularity has ebbed and flowed over the years, but for brevity's sake, we're going to stick with talking about Nuevo Cine de Terra Mexicano. Oh, you like that? Oh, there's Dougie. Dougie wanted to get in on the Fear Facts. Brendan Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um... The new Mexican horror movement took off in the early aughts in a very similar way as American horror did. Uh, the 2004 film La Llorona would be a remake of the tons of La Llorona films from years before. Um, also, films like Kilometro 31 and The Stone Book would follow suit as remakes of older stories for newer audiences. But 2014 would mark a change for the new Mexican horror movement uh, with Mexico Barbaro. With some of the directors attached who helped build the new Mexican horror movement, Lex Ortega unknowingly struck gold. 
Mexico Barbaro became a way to reintroduce modern foreign audiences to stories and cultural uh, uh, moments that many hadn't been aware of. It was a modern success story, being a self-funded film produced by the eight Mexican filmmakers making the movie. But <clears throat> Mexico Barbaro may have altered the course of Mexican horror cinema, but what about Mexico Barbaro 2? Let's grab our pliers and yank our thoughts right out of our mouth. Oh, look, they ate one. They ate nice. We are going to open our thoughts first with the uh, Latina heartthrob, apparently. Uh, Do you call Kyle, him a Latina? He, I'll be Latina heartthrob. He said that. Um, Kyle, are you glad you own it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about it? Um, so I added this to my collection through the very beautiful Unearthed Films uh, edition. I love the uh, artwork on the cover. It's very cool. Um, so this movie makes me look back at Mexico Barbaro in a different light, a more positive light. Um, I do like the first Mexico Barbaro more. Uh, I'll just say that right off the bat. I feel like that there's going to be a lot of comparisons for me in this episode, but I feel like for most of these shorts, I was kind of uninspired, kind of just going through the motions of what was happening on screen without really being invested in anything too much. I wasn't really impressed with a lot of the cinematography or lack of creativity with creature designs and things like that. I don't think that there's as much flair as there was in the first film. And I think there's a lot of similarities, more so in the first short, uh, one, the soldier, uh, with the first short in the first film being more of a time period piece. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like that this film, although there is more negatives than positives, there is some positives I want to talk about, which when we break down the episodes, we'll get into. But I was not a huge fan of Mexico Barbaro 2, especially in contrast to the first film. All right. It's understandable. K Brendan, let's hear uh, your thoughts. Glad you bought the uh, DVD. And how do you feel about the film? Uh, well, actually, I bought the Blu-ray. Uh, no, I, I will agree with Kyle. The cover of it is absolutely beautiful. I'm glad that I... Uh, I am glad that I own it. Uh, I don't remember a lot of the first film uh, besides what we quote. And wasn't there like a, a piss goblin or something? It's yeah, a that was, it's a cum goblin. Cum that, goblin, that's right. That was the goblin that steals things. Um, <clears throat> right. Like virginities, okay. slippers, stuff like that. <laughs> slippers, stuff like that. You know, everyday items. Uh, go back and watch Mexico Barbara One, dude. Let's just go watch it. You know, um, was was there a reach around story in the first one? Uh, yeah, it's the cartel thing. I think, right? Mm, no, I think that's its own story. It's its own. I thought that was like how it started yeah. and how it ends. I could be wrong. No, it it ends with the uh, with the the bar. And the and the girls, gotcha. So there's no there's no reach around. Okay, so that is definitely my biggest detractor for this film because pretty much all it is is 
uh, an hour, 30 minute long Slideshow. collection of short films. Yeah. With, with yeah. Uh, the only thing that they share is, uh, the font of their title cards. That's not true. Okay. They're also on the same disc. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, technically without going into too much, I believe it's, uh, the last short, short eight and short five where, um, well in short eight, it shows a poster of the girl in short five from the magazine. The one that has his upper face. Mm-hmm. Her poster okay. is in short eight. So it's showing that they share some kind of connected universe. universe. I also want to say in short but seven, that's it. That's it. in short seven, I believe there's props from like almost every other short. There's the doll from the second one. Mm. There's the, there's like a poster and uh, the mask I think she wears is in another one. There is also a poster of Mexico oh, yeah. Barbaro, which I thought was, I thought that was funny. That's a uh, dope ass poster. It is. I really want that. Poster. Yeah. We should all buy that poster. Damn. I, I would from what I remember <laughs> of <laughs> from what I remember the first film, I like this one more. Uh the shorts are more memorable. There's I think I have more positives than negatives, but I think that my negatives are what really bring the score of this down. I don't I think I should have looked. I think I gave Mexico Barbaro a 2.5. Um, I think my, oh, a two. Okay. Then my score for this one is definitely higher, but it's, it's as low as it is because of the negatives that I have for this. Gotcha. 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 <clears throat> uh, I watched this after, uh, so I watched the first film in 2016 and then, uh, I was waiting for the sequel to come out in 2017. I believe it, it released, um, on Amazon Prime within that year. So I watched it then, and uh, I watched it with my buddy who I watched with the first one with. And um, we thought that like probably one or two of these shorts were pretty good, and then the rest were complete dog water. Um, but upon rewatch... I knew that um, was coming. Upon rewatch, <laughs> it's, not all of them are bad as I thought. Not all of them are, are complete garbage as I thought. Um, I mean, that was like 2017. That was six years ago. <laughs> um but i'm very happy that i own both uh films on blu-ray i think that's uh that's a really cool positive thing to to look out um but uh without any more brent without uh not not to put you on the spot here but just real quick i want you to rattle off knowing kyle and i how you do which short do you think was our respective favorite oh good question brennan um for this film Yes. Um, no, for, the the for Mexico Barbara one. <laughs> well, we all love the the cum goblin one, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you got it. I liked I liked the anus sucking um one from the first film, but uh, that's just mm. me. Yeah, dude, the creature design. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's so good. Yeah. Some random goblin ghost dude who comes to to seal your, your soul, suck the your soul through your anus. The voice of it anus. too. The voice <laughs> of it too is just so. Yeah. Okay, well, we're not talking about Mexico Barbara one. I think. Kyle's is probably um, it's about time, which is the slumber party one, or maybe the the heroin one because he goes on about his drug experiences. And then Brendan, I think yours is probably oh man, it's a tough one because he goes on about <laughs> his drug experiences. <laughs> I think yours is probably uh, 
the model one. But okay, fair. When when we get to our favorite, Kyle, or when when we all get to our favorite, we should say it. And what do you guys think is my favorite? Yeah, vitriol is the most artistic one, which is why you probably pegged that for Brennan because you think yeah. it's pretentious. Um, Ian, <laughs> Ian's favorite is fireballs. Ian's favorite is definitely <laughs> the one with the most nudity, and I'm gonna probably go with fireball on that one. Yeah, oh if it has the most God. sex and nudity, it's probably Ian's favorite. Well, well, we all offended each other in a quick <laughs> moment here. <laughs> Without further ado, let's get to the eight shorts by nine different directors. The first short on the list is Juan the Soldier by Abraham Sanchez. Uh, I wrote like a little like sentence for, for each of these just for, so I can remember. A wrongfully accused soldier gets killed and makes a deal with the devil for revenge. Uh, Kyle, we'll start with you. What did you think about this one? Um, I thought it was a, uh, like I said, it was similar to Mexico Barbaro one. I like time period pieces, even though I don't really think the costume design really matched the time. Uh, they were kind of dressed kind of casual for it being in the thirties, I think, but I digress. Uh, that's just me being nitpicky and weird. Uh, I thought it was cool. Um, I really liked the editing in this. I think this is probably the best made short. It's not my favorite, but it's the best made short, similar to Mexico Barbaro 1, where the first short was definitely the best directed. Um, I really like the transition of cuts to scenes with sound, where he snaps and it goes from one thing to another. Um, they were just clever with the audio and the editing, and I appreciated it. I did like the whole uh, transition scene of him being in the um, hell-like underworld thing, whatever you want to call it. Um I thought that looked really cool, and I really liked at the end when he rips the dude's head off. I thought it was um, – it sh it showcased – even though it was kind of off-screen, it showcased um, probably a little more violence than most of the shorts on the front end of the movie. The front end. The back half gets a lot of violence, but the front half is kind of tame in, in most of the shorts. Um, but, yeah, no, it was cool, and uh, I gave this one – so I rated mine on the letterbox scale. I even – when if I went to throw a heart or not. So this one gets a three, no heart. Oh, okay. I have a similar rating. I gave it a uh, three and a half uh, with a heart. I think this has definitely, like you said, the best quality. It's the best filmed, um, best cinematography. Uh, I liked um, that it was overall pretty tame, but when it came to like showing the devil and stuff, it had really nice editing, really quick editing, um, which I feel like, I don't know if they had a – I feel like they had a really good monster they could have shown off uh, for this one, and they didn't need to do that. Or maybe they didn't. That's the problem with a lot of these shorts is that they they have a really good idea, and when they're about to show it or do it, they give you like nothing, like not enough in my opinion. But I don't know. Brennan, what did you think about this one? Uh, okay, so I – I want to push back a little bit on, on that point you guys just made, and I think uh, that's a little bit more – personal preference regarding uh seeing a little bit too much uh in, not 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 to sound weird but the amount of short film creature features that i've seen throughout the festivals i've noticed the one thing is every filmmaker in their short film tries to show too much so that they can make up for either the short runtime or maybe they're, uh, they're not as good of writing. I appreciate the discretion that a lot of, yeah, 
Also. To your point, um, this is like an urban legend movie, and I do like that. I guess they they don't really show everything because not everyone knows exactly what these things mm. look like and exactly like what they're about. So, very good point. Yeah, I feel like uh, it being a short film, though. That like I understand them not showing the dude in the bagged head. Like I understand that, but I. I would have liked to have seen more of the devil. I mean, based on the lineage of Mexico Barbaro, the first one, they went balls to the walls with their creature design in the first one. And I feel like they kind of didn't live up to that in this. And I kind of wish they would have stayed with that, that, you know, format, but that's just me. Um, yeah, no, yeah, it, it, it's all subjective. And I've, I'm also, I, I love ambiguity, so I'll take it. Also, no, I do too. I, I do too. I'm a little slut for fire stunts, and I think that the the fire it might have just been a prop body, and if it was, that's fine. But uh, I I really like the the fire stunt that they have in here of his body catching on fire. I would if um when I have to adjust my scores because I was doing it out of ten. Um, so I would give this one a four out of five with a heart. Oh, nice, awesome. So was this your favorite? No. Oh, all right. I got a few fives in here. Oh, it is not vitriol. Wowzers! Hey, we're gonna kick this off. Snap, sizzle, and pop. All right, uh, number two, uh, and I am not a Spanish speaker, but this is Pedos Phobos, which means which translates to fear of children. Fear of children. That makes sense. This is by Diego Cohen, uh, and the description that I wrote was: failed abortion becomes late abortion. Um, Brendan, what do you think about this one? Uh, I, I, I didn't like this one. I think I wrote, I wrote two notes. Looks awful, CGI bath, uh, three notes. Looks awful, CGI bathtub, and kid ghost. Mm-hmm. It's, it didn't do it for me. It, there was nothing memorable about it. I, I appreciate you know that idea of like when you watch a an American film that's about Mexico, it's like oversaturated yellow mm-hmm. or like the midnight blue color. Yeah, and I, I I I appreciate the fact that this is made by Mexican filmmakers because you get none of that. That being said, uh, I feel like there was an attempt to do something interesting with the color palette here, and it just didn't work for me. Uh, one point. Five, no heart. One point five. Yeah, I give this Ian, a. What do you think? I give this a one out of five. No hearts. This um, this is definitely the worst one. It's um, the only thing I do like about it is um, the scene in the car and the mm. car's driving backwards and the ladies following the car. Um, definitely, it's it's kind of a creepy image. Um, mm. if the, if it was shot a little better, it could have been really good. Um, but I love films like that on, uh, or like found footage, YouTube videos like that, that are like people driving in a car and some random stuff happens. But Kyle, what'd you think? Did she get raped and have the kid? It was a rape kid. Yeah. It was a rape kid. And okay. Um, I say that in the most <laughs> non-offensive way possible. I hope that doesn't offend anybody, but it is a, uh, okay. Brennan's, <laughs> Um, having a heart attack uh, off screen. I am going to. Uh, this is one of two that got a heart with me. I actually like this one uh, quite a bit. <laughs> so um, yeah, no. Some about it was just like uh, 
kind of weird. And uh, <laughs> and it spoke to me. I don't know. I just liked it. I liked the uh, the journey, the progression of the story of uh, what was going on with the girl and how her shenanigans got her into a situation where she winds up killing her kid. I had no idea what was happening with the kid following the car at the end, but I thought it looked really cool and I liked it. It was visual. This one was visually pleasing to me, uh, countering what Brennan said. I just liked the way this looked. And um, I don't know. It was just, it, it was, it was Kyle weird. I don't know why, but I gave this a three and a heart. And the doll that's in this one is in the seventh film. Yeah, the I'm doll. Pretty sure. the, I'm pretty sure. The doll and the girl in the bathtub. I don't know. Just her like strangling the kid in the bathtub too was was kind of wild. So yeah. Um. Wow. All right. Moving on to the third short. This is uh. Potsonali. I know you wanted. To, I know you wanted. To, I yeah, Brennan did it. I, I know you want to say it like it's Italian, but <laughs> and Brennan did it. Puzzanelli by Fernando Udapelati. Not Italian, or maybe he is. Who knows? Uh, and this one family makes the best Puzzanelli ever and celebrates with movie time. Uh, Underwear movie time. <laughs> Underwear movie time. Watching an adult film. Um, this one I'll start with. Uh, I gave this a, uh, a three and a half with a heart. Lots of uh, weird stuff going on here. Um, I don't know if the family is just a bunch of like psychopath killers or maybe they're. Uh, I mean, obviously they have deep trauma from their father that they murdered. Um, father and husband. I think it was the husband, right? For I think that was the mom. Yeah. Um. Is it pozole? Pozole is the dish, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they made a really good meal out of him. Out of him. Uh, I like the transitions between him being a pig and him being himself. I thought that was really cool, and it really got the message across that he's a piece of shit. Very exorcist die. three. Very exorcist three. Very exorcist three. You know, balls to the wall. You know, very, very. Um, yeah. It's uh, very Brad Dourif of them. Exactly. Bold <laughs> move. Got what I was saying. Pretty got what I was saying. It's a bold move for sure. Bold move. Um, and then the ending where they're all in their chonies and they're watching an adult film kids and and parents alike um i thought that was super weird and i liked it um kyle what'd you think didn't like it okay (laughs) um yeah no it was um i agree with you i like uh the prosthetics and uh the changing of the face i thought that was cool um this one just i was this is one where i was kind of just going through the motion um i think it would help a lot if we knew the context of like what these were based off of um like the urban legends like the they're based stories. off of yeah yeah i think the actual stories would add a lot of context and maybe mm-hmm. um make me like them a little bit more but just watching them off a of face value it was just violent for violence and stuff and it was cool like it looked really cool and stuff i just didn't i didn't resonate with any of this and uh i don't think there was anything particularly interesting outside of the violence which is why i didn't really rate it that high i gave this one a two with no heart I also want to add that I do like the prosthetic of uh, one of the sons that got burnt with the uh, with the grease. I thought that looked really good, and uh, his motive, and the the daughters would have been definitely the the biggest. Um, and licking shit, I feel like licking shit off the toilet. That's 
that's worth a decapitated arm. Oh yeah, and sure. they break the third wall. She like. Oh yeah, yeah. She's like. Shh. Don't tell. Don't tell. No, no, no. <laughs> I know you want to say that. Brendan, what do you think? Uh, so Kyle, it's obviously clear you haven't heard of the Pigman of Tijuana. Correct. Um, I have not. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Schwartz very Lynchian. I'm kidding. I, I I saw someone describe it as Lynchian, and I thought that was funny. In what way? Um, I, you know, I I think you could try and make an argument. Probably for like it. the fourth wall. Well, 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 I don't want to say names, but like you know, the father. Like, oh yeah, that kind of stuff, or like. Well, uh, yeah. So I think uh, it's try the... to try to explain it to me without spoiling Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So her dad, Laura's dad. <laughs> oh dude shut up just okay um, continue go go with your thing um no, i i really uh i i really appreciate the psychological element to it i think that all they need uh i think that they only should have showed his actual face once i think that would have been a lot more impactful than showing it a couple times because when they show it once it's very clear that it wasn't a fuck up on anyone's you know it wasn't a stand-in that was filmed uh i but i i do uh i love a good revenge tale man I love a good revenge tale and the glee in the faces of this family when they were brutalizing the person that has caused them not only emotional trauma, but in the one son's case, physical trauma, his entire face, half of his face melted off. Uh, the practicals in this, I think are the second best practicals in this film. Uh, this I loved, I love, love, love the fourth wall break. I love a good fourth wall break, and when it's I love done, a good one too. But what? I I, I a good one too. But I I think it was done right because it's it's not it wasn't an actor looking at the camera and uh, the the way that I took it is um, this is either based on a, a local legend of something that happened or maybe something that really did happen. And I think it's kind of more along the lines of that person that that the mother is supposed to represent in real world, in the real world, is looking at the camera and saying, uh, I won't tell if you don't tell. And I really like that. I like that idea. I think I think that people like that should be brutalized. Uh, and I, I, I felt like it was a nice little cheeky uh, nod to the possibility of the authenticity of this. I am going to give this one a five and a heart. Not my favorite. Okay. Not your favorite. Um, Moving on to what you guys think is my favorite. Uh, This is Fireballs. um, Directed by Michelle Garza. (laughs) Um, And my description is, wait, killer porno. That's the description. Uh, and this is not by Michelle Garza. This is by Christian uh, Cuave and Ricardo Ferraris. Was that good? That was good? It wasn't good, but those are their names. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kyle, we'll start with you on this one. Well, you know I'm going to like this one the least. So I'm just going to... Look, you- I know... Yeah, like I, I know that there's going to be somebody that says there's this is like a huge metaphor for something or whatever. I don't care. Um, this did nothing for me. I thought the acting was cheesy. I thought the delivery was cheesy. Um, I didn't understand 
Um, again, this all comes from a place of not knowing the urban legend behind it, but I didn't understand the uh, directorial choices of having, you know, the porn ads pop up and the weird blue screen backgrounds and all that kind of shit. It just didn't do anything for me. I just thought it was really corny. Um, I was uninterested. I was bored. Um, but there is a fire scene, so Brennan might really like it. <laughs> <laughs> the CGI fire scene. CGI <laughs> fire scene. Yeah, no, I, I'm not trying to like throw shade on it, but this just did nothing for me. Nothing for me. Like, I don't even know how this fits in the grand scheme of the overall arc of. Because <laughs> there's a Mexico Barbara poster in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, it is what it is. I gave this a one, no heart. A one. Okay. Um, I gave this a uh, one and a half with no heart um pretty much what kyle said this is um unnecessarily weird and i find it um very odd that it took two brains to put this one together is the only (laughs) thing that's so rude it's the i mean they couldn't have came up with anything better i mean this is obviously the lowest quality one and it's probably the worst um but two guys couldn't think of anything better to to make you know um I don't know this. I don't like the pop-ups. I don't like the, the visual, the, the digital visuals and all that. Um, yeah, it's, I just don't like this at all. Like in the, in this movie, Brennan, what do you think about it? So I think we all know that the porn industry is pretty fucked up. I think we could all agree on that, that it's, and it's actually, I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified enough to comment on that. <laughs> Um, and you know, it's interesting that we're talking about this one now because, uh, last night porn star Emily Willis had an overdose and was hospitalized. Um, so I, so it's kind of coincidental. And Lisa Ann got arrested. Uh, well, she deserved it. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, I heard, I've never heard of that porn star before, but you know, she, I legit have not heard of either one of them. So, oh yeah, me Um, neither. (laughs) Uh, so I w- I will agree with you guys that that the the whole pop up thing was frustrating. There were a few times where they used it really well, where the the one guy's being choked and he puts his hand around his throat, and then um, composited over that is images of hands like grabbing and gripping things. That's cool. It's a bad choice, but at least it's a <laughs> cool choice in my mind. Um, if they would have made each of those pop-ups contextual in some way, mm. I thought that would have been cool. Um, I do, uh, I do like, I like the idea of it, but I don't think that they were able to pull it off very well. I do want a, uh, a piece of merch from this short, which is the VHS copy of Bolo, Bolos de Fuego, which is the porn <laughs> video that the guy's watching at the end of this short. Yeah. Um, I want that VHS box. I think that'd be cool. Otherwise, uh, what do you guys, you were one and one and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I'll, I'll give it a two just cause I like the idea. Um, I, I do kind of like the idea of like, you know, satanic porn stars getting revenge, sucking, uh, like kind of succubus yeah. beings, you know, sucking, uh, the delivery, <laughs> not it. some souls out of penises. Um, on to number one, two, three, four, five. This is the fifth short. Um, Vitrol. 
vitriol. Vitriol. Um, this is Michelle Garza. Uh, model mutilates her face so people can see the real her. Brendan, what'd you think about this one? Uh, so th- this is uh, a literal interpretation of uh, biting your nose off to spite your face. I, I, I like this one. It's not my favorite. You thought it was going to be. It's not. Um, Ian th- thinks Brendan's pretentious. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say that this is the most well-made one in, in this anthology. I like the I, I really like the idea, but there's just there's something that feels, and maybe I'm speaking out of pocket here because I know I'm not the right one to say this, but it feels almost anti-feminist that this woman who was raped by either her partner or her agent or her photographer, whatever this guy is to her, yeah. um, she mutilates herself because that's how she sees herself and she wants everyone else to see herself. Just kill the guy that did it. Keep your face because now you're not going to be able to make money as a, and maybe you don't want to be a model anymore. Maybe you want to be a bank teller. And, and you know, I, you could still I, be bank tellers. They can, but you can see like when she's walking down the street, people recoil in fear at her. And while I guess it had that effect that she wanted, um, but also that shows how like society is so cruel and vain because she's not i mean yes i get her face is a little messed up but it's not like it's not power and fear run off to the fucking run in the middle of a string get hit by a bus fear you know what i mean she's not that that torn up from the floor up but uh and i tore up from the floor up torn up on the floor up i'm old man (laughs) just go with it like a nelly lyrics um I think that she was more like fed up or maybe like had a fear of men in general of like, you know, the whole vanity thing. Um, she doesn't want to get noticed. She doesn't want to, she just wants to be normal, you know? Um, but keep them away. That's oh, okay. But she just doesn't want to be hit on. And I feel like that's, you know, Dude, no, hey. the problem most attractive women go through. That's they don't want to get catcalled. They don't want to, you know. Fuck, you guys are talking me into a rating increase on this one this is um an actual case of um uh fuck i just completely lost my train of thought uh i like this one i like this one a lot uh 4.5 in the heart this one for me gets a four and a heart. This is my favorite one. I think the message is pretty clear, and it's a very good feminist um, short. Uh, Brennan, uh, I was what I was going to say was, this is a good example of my body, my choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, uh, yeah, the message message is just really clear and laid out, and um, I like. Um, I wish they showed the killing. That I think that could have been mm. cool, um, but it's just all a very well, just a very well short. It's a very good um, written short. Kyle, what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna leave it there. I think that was a pretty good discussion. I don't have much to add. You guys yeah. kind of carried that, so um, I'm gonna bump up my score. Uh, it was a 2.5, but I'm gonna go to a 3.5 with a heart. Damn. Yeah, we even got a heart out of you. Sheesh. So thank you, gentlemen. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, and then the sixth film, this is Do Not Sleep by Sergio Tello. 
Um, and then my description is, if pissing your pants is cool, call me Miles Davis. Um, I'll oh, start, you should have said Luis Guzman. I'll start with this one. Um, there's not really much to it. <laughs> I like. I kind of like um, the idea of uh, being afraid of your parents. I mean, I'm afraid of my parents and my grandparents, and like telling them telling stories, and um, you know, just to to get you to be a good boy or whatever. But um, you know, that could lead to other things like trauma, and you know some more but um, there's not a whole lot of visuals in this one um i do kind of like it i'll give it a, a two and a half um but there's not really much to go on Kyle. this is the sec my my second least favorite in the whole thing this is the one where i think it was like almost the most missed opportunity because the idea is cool and for all these different little things that the grandma was telling the kid they mm -hmm. could have created such a cool little event or monster or whatever yeah. to kind of show what each story was, each fear, each, if you don't do this, something's going to happen. I feel like they really could have capitalized on that. And maybe they wanted to, and it was like a resource issue or whatever, but I, I just really think this story had so much potential and it's kind of the easiest. Um, well, I won't say easiest, but it's, it's the most uh, common story. Every like, it's not a Spanish thing. Every uh, child in most cultures growing up have these stories where if you act a certain way, something's going to get you. And so, I feel like they really could have capitalized on making it a little bit different, making it unique with like some cool monster creation or whatever. And you got a little glimpse of that at the end with the monster standing at the stairs. And I just yeah. wanted, I just wanted more of that. And this is the most disappointing one for that reason alone. So I, I'm going to give this a 1.5 just off of wasted potential uh, with no heart. Kyle, you, you, you made a, you made a really good point there about how all cultures have these kinds of, of stories. Hell, Mothman was invented to keep children out of the TNT factory in West Virginia. I, I mean, you know, it's, it's nothing that is strictly, uh, yeah, you, you, you made it to this yes. culture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I would agree that this is, uh, a missed opportunity. I, I don't want to be a dick when it comes, when it comes to kid actors, they're children, but, we have seen so many good kid actors that, and again, I am not shitting on this kid because he's a child, but Brennan doesn't shit on kids. I, I, heard, I, I would never. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, I, this, this kid couldn't carry a tune in a bucket of water. Is that the phrase? In a bucket of water. Sure. Um, it's no, it's, it, it, there, there's so many things, Kyle, you said it right, you said it perfectly, that they could have done that it, it, it's just a complete miss Miss for me. Uh, one. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, uh, the, the, uh, the monster at the end looked really good, and I feel like if we maybe got, like, the monster in a shadow, like, kind of barely seeing it or something. Or a like, hand creeping around the door. I mean, they did the hand thing with when, oh, the, when the dad was helping the kid clean up his piss. Um, but 
it wasn't it just really because you couldn't really tell if it was the hand crawling up the dad's leg or the hand crawling up the kid's leg i just oh right all right i remember that yeah, yeah it was, i don't know and there's yeah, no that, reaction to it yeah that shot was yeah. really weird yeah because the kid doesn't unnecessary. react it was unnecessary yeah, yeah. So the kid literally does not react and it is, is dumb. Um, the six, seven, seven film number seven. seven. It's about time by Carlos, uh, Melendez, uh, Mexican slumber party masker. This is that one. And, um, we'll start with Brendan. It's about damn time in a minute. I'm going to that's all I know. That song. Uh, this one was fucking gnarly. This one was gnarly. Uh, the biggest detractor for this one for me is uh, it, it's mainly in uh, for the girl in the bathroom with the the puking up the nails and the blood. The uh, so much, so much CGI blood, so much fake blood, and they they do so many practical effects in this in this short that they didn't need the fake blood. You know, maybe they couldn't get blood on the walls, which is why they they use CGI blood. So then, just just cover the mom when she walks through the door in 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 a fake blood. That's all you have to do. Uh, without the C, if the CGI wasn't in here, this would have been my would have been my top. The the girl that 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 melts into a pile of oatmeal. Mm-hmm. The girl that uh, Veruca from. Willy Wonka, she she puffs up. I'm a blueberry. <laughs> uh, no, the the idea of this is so cool. Uh, I love that huge nail that 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 comes up out of her throat and her um, face. It's like cracking. Yeah, yeah. It's and, like tearing. Yeah, yeah it's like tearing. And I, I even appreciate the the uh, claymation devil <laughs> yeah. that we see. Like that that was an artistic choice, and whether it works or not is is subjective but it's such it's such a a powerful choice to make i thought it was fantastic but i will give this a 4.5 and a heart kyle this is my favorite no okay clearly yeah clearly it's it's there's so much commitment to everything the time period of the 80s right um i was not an 80s kid i didn't live through the 80s so I can't speak on the authenticity authenticity <laughs> of it, but dude, the wardrobe design is awesome. the The design of the '80s girl room is awesome. The bathroom with the tiled floors, the checkered floors, everything about the costume designs and the set designs are imaginative, yet just so concentrated and focused. Um, down to even the creature design when she looks into the mirror and it's like an 80s cartoon it looks like an 80s cartoon in the Mm -hmm. mirror and i just loved it the violence was awesome this was like a rated r goosebump story yeah and i fucking yes i fucking loved it um it had my attention the entire time it had my interest the whole time uh i just thought this was was awesome from beginning to end very very entertaining uh i'm gonna get a 4.5 and a heart I as well will give it a four point five and a heart. So this is the first. This is the only film we are in agreement on so far. Um, the only thing that's holding this film back is is the the CGI blood. I think I was everything able else to look past it. 
I was able to look past it based on everything else. But I but I get it. It looks terrible. I mean, that's why it's a four point five and a half. It looks terrible. It looks so <laughs> bad. But yeah. It is really bad. Um yeah. and I think I didn't like this one on the my first watch, but um this watch, uh, the second watch, I really enjoyed it. All the practicals look really good, and mm-hmm. I love children in horror films. And getting when hurt. they, when they just go off and dying, yeah, they just go off on them. Yes, um, they don't hold back. In so many films, they're like, they're protected. They're like plot armor protected. But in this short, they all die. They Ian all die all and die. You literally, first folks, brute what? literally brutal ways and it's uh this is my favorite short this is freaking amazing i love it uh the 80s thing as well i like that the the two girls are uh conjuring this thing and they're gonna like try again tomorrow um really cool little do they know when they get to school the next day yeah um the principal's gonna be like all right kids so we got a bit of an issue here i want a full movie of this Yes, that would be awesome. I want to this reminds it. me of a uh, uh, Psycho Gorman, isn't it? Not? Kind of feels like mm. it has a lot of good practicals. Yeah, it's got kids. that the the cartoonish that. practicals. Yeah. yeah, the cartoonish yeah. practicals, like the over the top music eighties vibe yeah. kind of. Stuff. I I get what you're I get what you're saying. Definitely, I get what you're saying. Um, and then the last film for this movie is Exanthia. By Lex Ortega. Average horror, average heroin experience. <laughs> average um, horror experience. <laughs> this one, the visuals look really disgusting and it feels like a Marilyn Manson music video and everything's like very metal and screechy. And it, this is like, um, if you made, this is like making a short from nails on, on, on a metal sheet if that makes sense. Um, yeah. the, the visuals look great. The pulling of the teeth. I freaking hate teeth stuff that always yeah, gets me, me. Yeah, me too. And, uh, cause I like, I have a, a dream of my teeth falling out almost every single night. I don't know what that means, but, um, that means that you have, um, unresolved issues that you need to talk about with someone. Probably my father. Um, but <laughs> this is, <laughs> This is a really good short. Um, that's just really good, Kyle. I know you probably hated it. What you what you think about this one? <laughs> you probably related to it. Yeah, this was just me in my mid twenties, honestly. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was very very familiar with the situation. Um, no, I don't know. This one to me, it it seemed like they wanted to go out with a bang, pun not intended, based on the music, but it. It seemed a little, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but it seemed a little too try hard for me. Oh. It seemed like it tried to be a little bit too extreme. It was the most extreme one. Um, I do like the um, heroin is an extreme drug. So first of all, um, hard drugs like that, heroin and syringes and needles, that stuff grosses me out. Like every time I see it on screen, it like it literally gives me like shivers. Mm-hmm. Same with the teeth pulling thing. So I had those two things going for it where I was just like, ugh, like the whole time. Yeah. Um, I really think they went hard on the imagery with the m- masturbation of the crucifix. They went exorcist with it. Um, didn't hold back there. Uh, the cum shot as well. 
they they literally a literal cum they shot. they have a literal crucifix cum shot yeah. which i can say is probably in very few films if not just this one mm-hmm. so kudos for that um it just i don't know it just it wasn't my type of horror um i do appreciate the uh like the visual side of like the inner demon essence the silent hill looking dude i thought that was really cool i don't know if they edited his movement speeding it up or slowing it down but um, if he was doing that on his own or he or she or whoever uh, was very impressive. I thought it looked very creepy the way he was walking around and stuff. They, whoever, don't know. But uh, yeah, I I liked that aspect of it. But everything else was just too, like, we're going to just throw the most hardcore shit at you and see if any of it sticks. Uh, for that, it didn't do much for me, but I can get why this could be someone's favorite. It's uh, three with no heart. Oh, I didn't rate it. Um, this got a uh, three. So we're in agreement. Yeah. This is my favorite. This one's my favorite, hands down. Five out of five. Uh, it's metal. It's metal. I'm. I think that it was the. If this would have been in the middle, that would have been very awful placement. If it would have been at the beginning, I would have been okay if they switched this and won the soldier. I don't um, think I th- they could have. I, I don't I think, think they could have. I think it would have been fine. Because I think that it would have been, not to not to derail no, your no, last thing, just to have a conversation. I think that it would have been starting at like 11, like such a high peak that mm-hmm. everything else would have seemed way too tame. Like way too tame after that. Like I think it would have set the bar too high for like violence. And I think that might have disappointed people as the like shorts went on. I don't know. I actually agree because, like, starting at um, the the food one or the fireball one, it's all like kind of weird and getting like a little more extreme, and then it hits like with this one at the end. Yeah, which goes back to my point. It just it it seems to ramp up on the later half of this yeah. of this film. Uh, but the uh, the practicals in this are insanely brutal. The the Cenobite is I think we can call that a Cenobite, right? Sure, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. A Mexican Cenobite. Um, it it is it, the the design of it is is wild. The the black bag over the face, the barbed wire wrapped around the neck. It's very erratic movements. Um, I I just looked it up for a second. I thought that the person that played the Cenobite was Javier Botet, the guy that does the creature at the end of Wreck. If you've seen that. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I, I for I, I thought it was that I thought it was him, but it it, it was not. But wh- whoever did the movements for that creature, bravo! The Kyle, I'll agree with you. Seeing anyone shoot up or any, we don't get a lot of heroin in horror movies, which we get it a lot in short films. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But f- features for some reason tend to stay away from that. I kind of hope yeah. that it becomes a thing because it. it it does a good job of eliciting a, a a reaction because, you know, it's I would say that's probably one of the biggest epidemics in America right now, probably the world, especially Ohio, especially Ohio. shout out to Ohio. Much <laughs> Ohio. Uh, you know, this it's 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 gnarly. It's loud. It's mean. It's they dumped a bag of, of, of film grain over each shot. And I love it. It, it gives me saw three vibes and uh, i just saw kyle die inside a little bit 
so let's go. Five out of five, my favorite. Lex Ortega, you're a goddamn genius. All right. And with that being said, uh, we are going to take, we are going to get into our final thoughts and rating. We will start with Brendan first. More memorable to me than the first one, but that's also because we did the first one like two and a half years ago. I will, I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to go back and revisit the first film at at some point here soon just to kind of maybe watch them both back to back who knows let's have a mexico barbaro retrospective episode okay i'm down i mean i'm always down for some more mexico barbaro you know what i'm saying kyle's just trying to get out of saw three okay (laughs) i'm trying to get out of saw the video game um you're fine so you you spend 60 dollars on it and then you're like nah i'm not i don't want to cover it one thousand percent isn't it like six hours long? It's really short. It's like seven. It's, it's three hours long. Seven miserable hours. It's I haven't three hours long. Re- I haven't yes. restarted it yet. Oh. It's three hours long. Uh, oh. this this was fun, even though there were some stinkers hmm. in here. I generally, from my memory, enjoyed this a lot more than the first one. So I am comfortable giving this either. I'm stuck between. A very heavy, a very light, a very heavy 3.5 or a very light 4. I think I'm going to do a very heavy 3.5 with a heart. 3.5 with a heart from Brendan Jesus Ortega. Madison. Madison. Kyle, final thoughts and reading. I enjoyed this conversation. Um, quite a bit. It's even uh, led me to increase the rating of a few of these short films. Um, I'm glad to have it as a duo collection, Mexico Barbara 1 and 2. They're very dear to my heart now because of our uh, our cast and stuff. So for that alone, the movie gets a heart just right off the bat. Uh, but I will say that I'll take all of the ratings of the shorts and I'm going to average them out. So I gave the ratings. We're going to divide it by eight. It puts it at a 2.75, but on this cast, we round up. So it's going to be a three stars and a heart. I didn't, I mean, the math does it. The math should, I, does should it. I do that as well? It's up to you. <laughs> well, Brennan's got like a couple fives in there. He has like three fives. I mean, I just did what I did. So you guys can do what you did. My, mine averaged out to 2.75. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it what I gave it, um, what I'm going to give it. Um, this makes me want to raise my score of Mexico Barbaro. I think that um, it is not as bad as I remember. And um, I think I might have been a little pure pressure into giving it a lower score because you guys hated it so much. But it was a great conversation. And it's a very weird film. Very weird film, the first film. Uh, this one has a lot of sh- shorts, a lot of shorts that are um, not that bad. They only have, the, I think there's only like two or three that I really didn't enjoy. Um, but overall, this is not as bad as I remember. I'm going to give it a three and definitely a heart. Definitely a heart. Um, which brings our total average of a 3.1 with a heart, which is a three. 
my average i just i just did mine it is actually a 3.5 on the dot so perfect 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 so mexico babaro dos gets a three with a heart how do you guys feel about that it's exactly what it should be it's a number see whatever (laughs) (laughs) um before we get into america's greatest film show podcast show of all time and we're going to take a mega thick slushy root beer float piss please enjoy a listen from our sponsors Hey kids, it's Don Shanahan from the Cinephile Hissy Fit, one of the podcasts on the Ruminations Radio Network. If you've been enjoying this show, come listen to Will Johnson and I fight it out over cinema's best and worst on Cinephile Hissy Fit. Find us and all the great shows over on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. Welcome back, people. I hope you had a very nice, thick, juicy piss. Like we did. Um, but it is now time for the episode's game show, What's in the Box? A show where I will read a summary from the uh, website. You did that on purpose. You fucking did that on purpose. I know you did. Oh, my God. Uh, I will read a summary. I can't, I'm not even looking at the thing. and I can't, I'm still laughing. I'm not even looking at the camera. I will read a summary from the website letterbox the contestants are right, you guys are both laughing i feel like that's cheating but i do it i don't make a noise um okay okay well let me to go again or just keep going Fuck you man okay where i will read a summary and my contestants have a chance to get the average letterbox score on the dots or three points away if they get a point, they move on to the next round, which is the decade round. They guess the film's decade. After that, they move to the year round, and they can get another a point. Total of three points. Are you guys ready? Brennan, hold on. At the same time. See whatever. That was amazing. <clears throat> a husband murders his wife, and years later, ghosts emerge from a witch's mirror to take her revenge. 2.9. 2.4. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> the, I wasn't ready for this. 2.9, 2.4? Yeah. Yeah. You guys are both wrong. Classic donuts on the board, baby. This is sitting at a 3.4. Wow. Guess the year. Guess the decade. 2010s. Ah, shit. That's what I was going to say. Fuck you. I'm sticking with it. 2010s. And another classic donut on the board from the first question. This is the 1962 film, El Espejito de la Bruja. Or The Witch's Mirror. That was really good. I want to say that was really good. I, I couldn't hear what I was saying in third person, but I feel like that was really good pronunciation. Um, moving on to the next round. Young, wild, hungry. After the death of a Patrick family. Sorry. After the death of a patriarch, a family must try to continue <laughs> on with a disturbing r- r- ritualistic tradition. 
a Patrick. Are you okay? Yeah, I think I just okay. had a stroke. Hip hip hop. Hip hop hip hop anonymous. Hip-hop. You give him up the easy ones. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you finish the this? I don't know. It? That was it. Oh. Do not ask me to repeat. Okay, so a guy named Patrick a guy named Patrick <laughs> dies. Yeah, can and you can you summarize for me? <sighs> me? Yeah. A guy named Patrick dies, and the family um, must uphold something that Patrick did that was of ancient tradition. Um, three point three. From that description, three point three. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three point oh. Classic donuts on the board. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it is classic. That's a staple. You guys always get the first one wrong when I'm uh, when I'm hosting. But you guys both get a point on this. This is sitting in a three point one. Oh, you guys are very close. Um, guess the decade. This sounds eighty. Like- oh, really? You're going that far back? Oh yeah. Interesting. Because you know just yeah. Go, go ahead. I was going to say, who now, like, no one now uses the word patriarch. <laughs> it feels very dated. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to go 90s. Okay. Pet, Patrick, Patrick York. <laughs> <laughs> you guys both get a zero for this. This is the 2010 film, We Are What We Are, by George uh, Michael oh. Rao, I guess. I've seen the cover for that, but I've never seen it. Yeah, I've seen the cover, too. It's like the guy sitting there and his two daughters are there at the dinner table or something. No. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> the final round, I almost said the title of the film. <laughs> Guess everything. Um, in 1965, Mexico City. In 1965, Mexico City. Favita. Favia. Favia. Fabia, a wealthy yet lonely schoolgirl, befriends Veronica, a young orphan girl who is who has a fascination with witchcraft. Veronica uh, convinces Fabia that she has she is a real witch and forces her to be an, uh, her assistant. The children's game gradually becomes more serious, and Veronica demands more from Fabia. Ian, do you remember all the articles that came out about this movie at the time? I'm going to go 3.2. 3.4. So we have a 3.2 and a 3.4. One of you guys is getting a point. And that would be Brendan. This is sitting at a 3.6. Yeah, I... Uh, decade. Well, since since you know the it. Tens. Well, you know it. No, I don't. He, Maybe I'm just fucking with you. It could have been the 20s. He does not. Why would I? Why would I guess wrong? <laughs> Tens. <laughs> stick. I, I would say stick with your gut, Kyle. Tens. And then Brennan. I'm sticking with the tens. This is the 1986 film Poison for the Fairies, directed by Carlos uh, Enrique <laughs> Taboira. I thought this was Veronica. Yeah, um, I know you did, buddy. I need to see that movie. Low scoring game. Brendan takes this 2 1. Brendan, how do you feel? Uh, I feel like my strategy paid off cotton. <laughs> <laughs> 
taking them down with the with the ship. Um, and with that being said, if you like what we're, I have been your host, Ian, <laughs> two E's, El Speriante, La Llorona, Curse of Ian, Spirit of Ian, Ghost of Ian. Joining with me, virtually, to my left, Brendan Jesus Ortega, Madison, Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Elastic, Fantastic. Uh, this has, uh, this is Ruminations of Red Rum, the Mexican anthology of the Ruminations Radio Network. Uh, Hail Ratma. I never <laughs> stick the landing. I never stick the landing. And if you like what we're doing here, I'll get back to you guys. If you like what we're doing. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> Please give us a follow on our Twitter account, OF Red Rum, OnlyFans, Red Rum. Just kidding. It's just OF Red Rum. And uh, go into our link in our bio, which is to our Discord. We're having a lot of fun there. Movies of the Weeks. We're, ha- we're having a-, a quarterly contest where you can uh, earn free merch. Merch that costs zero money. And, and, and other stuff, not just our merch. Just like, a little yeah. effort. <laughs> Free merch and uh, samples from each of us. Samples. <laughs> Please follow us on uh, what is happening right now? Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Uh, lastly, the leader himself, <laughs> with a K. I'm just a Latino heartthrob, living La Vida Loca. See whatever. <laughs>